I believe in efficiencies because when you have efficiencies, it opens up for you to be able to do what your main task is. And my home vault offers that, you know, it's, it's all about these efficiencies and assets that it adds to the property. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. What if all the information about a property could be stored in an app in the palm of your hand? Sounds pretty convenient for property owners, but could it be a boon for property managers and sales agents too? I'm Elevate Podcast producer Cass Charlesworth, and my guest today is My Home Vault Chief Operating Officer, Mindy Powell Hodges, who is here to discuss a newly launched app where you can store a whole host of information about a property. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, if your name sounds familiar to some of our listeners, there's a really good reason for that. You are the former National Operations Manager for none other than the Ray White Group. But we'll come back to your real estate experience shortly because I'm stalking your LinkedIn profile. And it turns out that very early in your career, you were the Director of Publicity and Marketing at the United Arab Emirates Equestrian and Racing Federation. How did you come to be in the equestrian industry and what on earth did that role involve? Yeah, well, you would pick up from my accent that I'm not Australian or I wasn't born in Australia. I'm not going to say that I'm not Australian. I wasn't born in Australia. Um, I was actually born in the United States. My parents um, bred and raced thoroughbreds. So my whole background is the thoroughbred racing. So um, I was one of those sort of kids. I must have drove my parents crazy because I was sort of like one of those kids who was like, oh, what's over there? Let me have a look and, um, you know, let's go over that hill. Let's let's go conquer that. And um, back in the early 90s, there wasn't a lot of women sort of leading the charge on these things, Um, So, um, which you wouldn't see in my LinkedIn, but I was one of the first women in the United States at the age of about 22, 23, running the backside of a racetrack. So I was what they would call a stall superintendent. And it's um, kind of a funny story how how that landed in my lap, but um, I was the assistant to uh, a guy by the name of Charles Morrison. He died of a heart attack and I was about three weeks into the job. And I thought, oh man, I can do this job with my eyes closed. So I marched into his boss and said, I want the opportunity. And he just went, no way. There is no woman that can do this job. And it kind of got my hackles up a little bit. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let me do it for three months, same pay, same everything. You don't even need to tell anybody that I'm doing the job but I want the opportunity. And um, Paul Jenkins, that guy's name was Paul Jenkins. And he said, all right. He said, I guarantee you in a week, you'll want to quit. And that's not true. So I went and I did it and it turned into a big deal because there was a woman, you know, pushing all these men around and uh, in the racing industry, you know, there's every walk of life. So you, you learn to deal with a lot of different personalities and characters Um, And so that pretty much launched me um, into sort of everybody knowing me within the industry. And then I was invited to go to um, and and in racing, as you know, there's, there's, you know, there's spring carnivals and winter and there's breaks in between. I was asked to go to the Middle East to assist in writing the rules of racing um, uh, for the UAE Equestrian Racing Federation because they wanted international recognition. 
And then seven years later, I mean, it was a clean slate. It was literally like, hey, I've got this idea. Let's do this. And they went, how about you take all of that and you run it? And seven years later, I was there. I worked for the royal family. They were lovely. I was the only woman on the team. Um, so it was really breaking big ground. You know, when we traveled, they didn't really understand, oh my God, we've got a woman, what do we do with her? You know, so uh, consequently I had this, you know, supreme treatment, you know, and it was, it was just, it was, it was mind blowing. I, I mean, when I would go to Europe in the summer, I had access to a 747, you know, and just the private, you know, their private jet. And it was, you know, it was crazy. And, and through all that, I met my husband. Um, he's a lovely Englishman and my daughter was born in Dubai and we sort of went, God, this isn't a, I mean, it's an amazing place to live. I, I loved our lifestyle there, but probably back then, not, you know, not the place to raise a kid because there was no reality in it, you know? Um, so we, we headed back to the United States and I kicked off Hodgewell farm and we did all of that. And, and then we, we, he had family here. So we kept coming over for a holiday and we kept going, wow, what a really cool place, you know, to live and, why not? You know, again, looking over that hill. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So we did it. In 2004, we immigrated to Australia. And I really thought I could replicate my business that I had in the United States, um, pinhooking horses. And I had clients over there in England and, and all kinds of different places. And I thought I could come over here and kick it off. And it was really close shop, particularly for an American woman. Um, and so I, I'm a bit tenacious. I went into gay waterhouse thinking, well, she's a woman and she's bloody made it. So, you know, let me go in there. And she went, look, I love your CV. You're amazing. Somebody will hire you. And I just sort of went, oh, stuff. you know, I just sat there and I thought, okay, well, maybe it's time to pivot. So real estate is obviously a massive thing here. And that that's how I, that's how I broke into real estate. How did you approach that coming from what is a very different and incredible background and clearly being very tenacious, as you just mentioned, you know, standing on the saying, give me a shot, I can do it. How did you make the break into real estate? Where did you start? Um, I just um, I I just looked at what I had to do um, to get into real estate. And back then, you know, all we needed was a certificate of registration. So I just sat down, did it. I mean, it took me about four days to do it because it was like, you know, oh, don't share public, you know, information. Yeah, it was pretty simple. And um, walked into um, a real estate office and said, hi, my name is Mindy. I want a job. I want a job. You know, and I'm, I, and, and how, and I look back and I thought it was this, you know, oh, you know, you dress up, you drive nice cars, you, you know, you show them the house, you sell them the house. Oh, you know, that's not what you do. It's prospecting, prospect, get the listing. So, and, and I just happened to be good on the phone and just went, oh, that's what you got to do. Okay. Well, move out of the way. I'm going to be the best at it. And that's always sort of been, you know, there was a bunch, I remember there were two really young kids in there and, um, and uh, I just sat there listening to them on the phone and I was like, ah, oh, they're just like lifeless. Let's, let's breed some, let's breed some energy into this. So anyway, so that, that sort of kicked it off. And, and I worked for, um, uh, you know, these different offices and went into Novak's and, and didn't really, um, because I hadn't been sort of mentored into, Hey, this is really what you got to do. This is, this is what the scope is. Um, 
I thought, man, I'm, I'm not doing very good at this. I was actually doing, I was like, you know, listing 70% of my, you know, presentations. I, I didn't know that I was doing good. And I thought, oh, this, this, this obviously isn't for me, you know, but I didn't know about, you know, commission cuts and all these different things. I was so green behind the ears. So I decided, well, stuff it. I'm really good at pushing people around. Let me go into that field. So I took that part of the industry and then hence, you know, run John McManus's office, run Mark Novak's office. And um, then sort of, again, looking over the hill went, oh, let's go corporate. That sounds fun. Let's do that. So went off into Harcourts and I guess they thought with my pushy attitude, I could grab a hold of that ambassadorship and sort of start pushing women into being a bit more courageous and and knowing that they too can beat their chest and, and be just as dynamic as any male in the office. Any tips actually on on leadership? Do you have any key strategies that you've used over the years to help foster people and bring out their natural talents? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, you got to find somebody that has the natural talents. I mean, if we're talking about real estate industry, I I think uh, one of the key things is resilience. Motivation is its own beast. Um, I mean, there has to be motivation. You got to have your why. Um, but resilience is, is I think the key thing, cause let's, let's face it, you know, prospecting the first three years within the industry, your main job is to prospect. Your main job is to, to go out and, and build relationships fast and strong and be part of the community and all of those sorts of things. And if you can't, if you don't have that, it may not be for you. doesn't mean that you can't be within the industry, um, doing other roles, but if, if it's an agent that you want, I, I think that, that look uh, you know you look at that and that's what you've got to look and and I think to be able to sit someone down and go hey this is actually what your role is you know to to really open the book up instead of what I was involved with when I started and I thought it was just about showing home and you know uh dressing up and driving the nice car that's really not it you're a listener you're you need to take on board what your vendor needs you need to um, be pushing those buyers as hard as you can and not be afraid to ask the question. Um, I think that's the other thing is, is you know, so many people just want to, they don't ask the question. Well, have you got any more money? Um, can you get some more money? You know, do you know, I mean, just push it, you know, this, that's, you just need to realize that those questions that they're, you're asking them is just a question. It's nothing about you. That's a really, really good point. And Josh Teslin is huge on that. Don't get asked the question. Like this, the last one mm. ask the question. It's really, really yeah. important. And that's in listing presentations. Ask the question. <laughs> ask the question. If it comes into your mind and there's a question there, ask it. You know, I think that's bringing out your true self and it's developing a relationship that you can ask those questions, you know, to that vendor or, or buyer. Absolutely. Well, let's come to PropTech because um, after a corporate career in real estate, now you find yourself in PropTech. So yep. um, what's... Um, what prompted you to move into PropTech? And can you please tell me a little bit about my home vault and what that involves? Yeah, um, so I sort of stumbled into it and it was by introduction, by introduction, by introduction. Um, I obviously, I worked alongside Andrew McCulloch uh, at Ray White and he introduced me to Gary Blum, who's National Property Data and uh, Steve Colmar, who is uh, Retail Oasis. Um, those guys were the founders of my home vault and they said, look, I know this chick that will really push this and 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 sort of get this up off the ground and, and has, has got a good network underneath her that can start talking about it. And um, we all met and they were, yep, you're the gal. So that's how that sort of happened. 
And I have to be honest with you, I sat there and I went, oh man, like, what do I know about like prop tech? Like, you know, I don't know if I'm your gal. Like, I just, I don't know. And it, it's, it's actually just been like a glove, just sort of sliding it on. And I think that rolls back to, um, I believe in efficiencies, um, because when you have efficiencies, it opens up for you to be able to do what your main task is. And um, my home vault offers that, you know, it's, it's all about these efficiencies and assets that it adds to the property. So I feel like that that's how I sort of rolled into that model. Those guys um, had a product, which was national property data had, I had this, all this data and uh, they wanted something that they could take to B2C. So when they sat down and they thought, wow, what, what can we do with this? You know, we, we don't want to be uh, uh, a, one of our competitors. We don't want to go down that path of what domain and core logic and all of those guys are doing. We want to separate ourselves from, from the crowd. What, what is that? And, and they all talked about having a lot of information about your home and it was everywhere. It was in the bottom drawer. It was in your inbox. It was on a spreadsheet. It was a hold on a second. Is that still got a warranty? You know, like all of these different scenarios that you could think of about your home. And, and that's how the app was born. So where is it um, in terms of the development phase? Where is it up to at the present? Mate, it is on fire. You can download us right now. We're on Google Play and, and the App Store. So we, we've, with the tiny little bit of marketing that we've sort of uh, put out. We've got a hundred um, downloads this morning. I checked it this morning. So, and a lot of interest uh, to, to, to bring it on and what that, what, you know, what that will do for, I think from the real estate point of view, while they all own their own houses, they're all looking at it. But really what I want to get across is the fact that it's such an asset to a seller and for the buyer. So let me paint a scenario for you. Um, we've got two houses on the street, uh, both sort of, you know, same footprint, same sort of renovation, same, 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 you know. Um, but this one over here has a vault. And it tells me all the things about that home that I wouldn't be able to get from that agent. Um, uh, how old the dishwasher is. Is the warranty still available on the new air conditioner installed? And who is the builder that did the reno? And I love that paint color. What is it? So imagine having all of that about a home. Now you've got these two homes, they're all sat in the same price bracket, which is gonna give you more confidence to purchase. And that's also gonna help the agent during the sales process as well, all that information at their fingertips. And I'm envisaging it would be a key asset to property management because I think about a, a house that we have that we rent out to people and yes, there are paint codes and there are colors and there is wood used here. And the last termite inspection was done on this date. But that information is in the bottom of my filing cabinet, as you say, and it's really hard for me to lay my hands on. Yeah. So I think yeah. you can protect an asset by doing that, by having them. One hundred percent. And and to be able to, for some of these larger homes, um, to be able to share information to that new tenant. What day's trash day? You know, how do you turn on the air conditioner? What's the passcode to this? Or maybe the pool filter. You know, there's different bits and pieces that this is actually my preferred person that I'd like to work on my house, not the preferred person that the landlord or that the property manager offers. You know, I, I've got my own um, team of people that work on my properties. There's all of that. And then the ability at the end of the year to download all of that and hand it over to the accountant. You know, so all the receipts, all the bits and pieces that were done to that property. And you know, as well as I do on the fly, when you're on the fly, you've had something done, it's laid on the desk or it's mailed to you or it's in the inbox somewhere, you know, we'll miss stuff. 
but the ability for all of that to just come through with ease. I mean, I just, and the expansion on that, maybe you want to send that off to your insurance company, you know? Um, so there's all those bits and pieces that, that will just aid in just the absolute ease of ease of it. And, and I think the other thing that's super important is alerts. Hey, has that property manager inspected that property? I'm due for that. Ooh. So the app, will alert you to any sort of maintenance or any things that you put in it, it will automatically alert you and say, hey, that's coming up. Uh, have you done the gutters? Have you changed the batteries and the fire alarms? You know, uh, all of those bits and pieces that when you sit down, you really start thinking about how you manage your home, your personal home or your investment. Um, these are some good safeguards. And I like the thought that this can really assist property managers get a little um, with efficiency as well. We know that they're incredibly busy. We know that they're trying to build relationships at the same time as dealing with ongoing routine maintenance and these tasks. Mm. So to have that information about a property that can be passed on to a tenant during that bedding in phase would be would save them heaps oh. of time. It just saves so much time. I mean, the calls, I mean, if you take, I mean, there's that scenario, but also let's look at the calls that an agent gets. So imagine... Imagine this scenario, um, we've sold it, we've settled, we're 42 days down the track. The agent is like, oh yeah, that's done. I've moved on, yeah. Um, new guy shows up, uh, want my keys. I've got the screaming kids, the moving van is outside. I just need my keys. You're gonna offer them a hamper, uh, you know, filled to the brim with expired food. Not necessarily, I'm just kidding. But you know, you, you get the hamper, everybody's out the door, thanks very much. And then the calls start. Hey, what's the passcode? I can't get in the passcode. I can't get in the front door. I've just set the alarm off. Or who's the guy that does the pool? Or, hey, we've damaged the wall. I can't find any samples to repaint the feature wall. I mean, just the list of things, having worked in an office, now you're fielding that. Now that agent's going, hi, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me call the owner. Let me call the, call the owner, then get the information, then relay it back. What a beautiful transition to be able to go, hey, don't forget that this property has an app. Take that vault, download it. Everything's there about that home. That's excellent. And is it easy to upload information too? So you, I know you so easy. It is literally, um, it's a drag and drop. It's a take a picture of uh, a lot of the appliances that, for example, the Miele that we have, I scanned it and it automatically downloaded the handbook for me. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. It's like scare a little, you know, you're just like, wow, that's just, that's so dang easy. Let me do something else, you know? So, <laughs> it's really good. And I think the other thing, don't forget about the vault is it also has a personal vault in it. So for example, your computers, jewelry, artwork, all things that um, are your personal belongings that will sit in your personal vault. So if you had maybe a jet ski, a boat, a, I don't know, what, whatever you wanted to put in your vault, that can be completely separate from your property. So when you've sold your property, that the the home, the the home vault will then can be transferred across to the new owner, but your personal vault will always stay with you. So particularly if you wanted to do a um a renovation, you loved that ceiling fan that you found, you don't want to forget what that was or where you bought it and what you paid for it. You want to apply that into your new home, that can come across with you. You can hold on to that information. Yeah, that's brilliant and very intuitive. It sounds quite easy to use. So you mentioned there's been 100 downloads or so today or so far. Um, how long has the app been available on the App Store and Google? Just a couple of weeks. Just a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not very long at all. 
So, and we were, we're considering it a soft launch. We're going to a conference on the 25th, uh, the RAB conference, and we're going to consider that our launch to the industry. But our hard launch will be next year. So to to consumers, to to the client, you know, to outside of the industry. So that'll be our hard launch. And what would you be suggesting to real estate agents and property managers? Um, how should they be approaching it? Would they be suggesting it to their clients or? I would think that there would be no issues in, in sitting down. If I was sitting down with a vendor, I would certainly say, hey, for 10 bucks a month, I'm going to I'm gonna add an asset to your home. You've got a bit of homework, just download this information. Because the way I see it is, is we wouldn't buy a car without a logbook. And to be able to have a home that you're spending millions of dollars on and have a logbook too, um, you know, to be able to turn to a buyer and say, hey, um, just grab that QR code there. There'll be further information about this property. You know, if I look back uh, when I worked up in Willoughby, some of those beautiful homes up there that had all of these amazing features about it, imagine being able to go home and go, oh, you know, I missed that. Yeah, look at that. That's amazing. They, they had so-and-so builder do that, you know, or, you know, all of those bits and pieces that really get the buyer to buy into that property. Um they want that information. Buyers want that information. You think how much time we spend in a home at an open, surrounded by other people. If you're lucky, you'll get a private viewing and you might go see the, you might go see, if it's at auction, you might get to see the property, what, four times, five times, and, and you're signing up for millions of dollars. So we just believe that within five years, buyers will be disappointed if that home doesn't have a vault. You know, I think that they'll be expecting it. And I love the idea of just the simplicity of it. When was the pool filter put in? How often, you know, how, is it still under warranty? All those things when you take over a property. You know, when was the pool last serviced and what's what's gone on and reset? Who did it? Who, Who does it? it? You know, yeah. Oh, and that looks a bit tricky. How about I just play the video real quick on how to change that? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just those bits and pieces that you can do with the app. I mean, it just, the list goes on, on how, you know, that will be the cover story of a, of a home, you know, these, this app. I love it. And the idea as well, like in, uh, in rentals, uh, this property needs a booster for the television to work. This is where you get it. This is how you put it in. So now you don't have that phone call to the property manager, 48 hours in saying, oh, the TV doesn't work. You know, yeah. so. Imagine, yeah. imagine having a rural property and not low, not knowing the layout of the irrigation plan to the garden. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did that. We did that. Oh, yeah, great. We just cut through a main pipe. That's wonderful. Let me repair that. You know, I mean, it's just those bits and pieces and quirky things. Every property has a little bit of a quirkiness about it. Um, and and I think, too, if you, if you were to go into that renovation part of homes, these guys that are buying these houses and, and renovating and flipping, can you imagine starting that process from the very beginning? Yeah, that would be very valuable. And what's been the response to the app so far from the industry and the Very, very exciting. Um, I know we did our first round of investment and I think we did that in about a week because everybody was like, why don't we have that already? You know, that makes complete sense. Um, we, we need to be part of that journey. Um, it has been so positive. And I think because we've got um, such a great tech team, we are always pushing people to get feedback and any changes, what would make it easier? Is there anything out there? So, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to work within the industry. Um, you know, agents are never shy of giving you feedback. So. 
we thought that was a great opportunity to do that. Um, to be honest with you, not a lot of people have changed anything. There just really hasn't been. Everybody's just really utilized it. I mean, I was looking through the dashboard the other day and I was looking at, I think already we, um, there's been like about 5,000 pictures downloaded. People are adding things so quickly. Um, it's just, it's really amazing. Yeah, that's when it takes off like that. And as you say, it's one of those products that you think, well, doesn't, shouldn't that already exist? Like it seems like a very I, obvious. That's, it's like a no-brainer, right? It's, yeah. you know, it's like a no-brainer. I think I was as the whole team at Elite will attest up paperwork is not my strong suit. So you can imagine my filing cabinet is just filled with receipts from here and there and you know, all your statements and accounts and tax time is horrific because you've got to put all that together and sit with my poor accountant every year. Um, so this would make she'd be happy to see this. <laughs> Uh, now, before I let you um, go for the afternoon and get back to work, I just wanted to ask, and as we ask all our guests, if you had one final piece of advice or key takeaway to leave our listeners with today, what would that be? Download the app. Make your life so much easier. You know, I, I think that um, once you start down this path of efficiency and transparency for your buyers um, and added asset, I mean... I, I, I just, I would just say, just download the app. That's great advice. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I'd like to thank you for your time, Mindy Power Hodges. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com. 